0: And welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Underground Podcast for the week of November 2nd, 2015. This is episode number 276, and I'm your host today, Chris Boyer, SVP at Revive Health. And joining me today are...
1: Jackie Olson, Traffic Manager with Revive Health.
0: And a very special guest.
1: Ashley Merchant, Senior
2: Account Supervisor with Revive Health.
0: Woo, Ashley's in the house.
2: In the
1: Midwest. In the Midwest. Midwest is best. She's in the Midwest house.
0: She's in the Midwest house. She's joining us from our Nashville office. So Ashley, tell me, tell us a little bit about who you are. Maybe do a little brief introduction.
2: Yeah. So I am a senior account supervisor with Revive Health and have been with the agency for about a year and a half and work closely with um, our HIT team and support some of our health services clients.
0: Right. So you, you kind of, as, as people may know, listening to the podcast, Revive Health serves uh, three different types of industries within the healthcare space, which is mm-hmm. hospitals and health systems, uh, people that traditionally listen to this podcast, and health services and health IT. So, And that's, um, that really is an interesting intersection between the three, because there's a lot of overlap, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Now, you're here, um, you've been in Minneapolis for a week. Yes. And we're re- recording this on October 30th, the day before Halloween. So, first of all, impressions of Minneapolis at this time of the year?
2: Love it. Scary? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll say the falling leaves and the yeah. overcast skies have gotten me in the Halloween mood. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
1: It's been a dreary week. Yep. For you here. But it's all snow.
0: Yeah, snow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No
1: accumulation, though. Thank no, goodness. But, but really pretty flurries. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's great. But you're going back home today. You're going back yeah, to Nashville. Damn. So and and a tear, a tear in our eyes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tomorrow's Halloween. Yes. So um, and I know Jackie, you were sending around this link around the Google Fright Geist about Halloween costumes across the United States, um, and I know that Jackie's not dressing up today, but her daughter Lenora is going to be what? Are, what is she going to be again?
1: Is it a pultlet?
0: A pultlet. <laughs>
1: supposedly that's a baby turkey <laughs> <laughs> i love the name <laughs> i want to be well, a poultlet. the <laughs> costume like explicitly says "lil turkey L- so L- we looked it up and it's a <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> oh
0: that's the best isn't that She's great gonna be tomorrow that's I will great be nothing you that, will be nothing okay. <laughs> Kids well, get to dress up now with this with this link here, though it shows all the go- the trending for superhero, not superhero, for Halloween costumes across um, the United States. It's kind of a really cool interactive piece. So there's a lot of good ideas here, Jackie, that we can go we can we can go after. You could be
2: Harley Quinn. You can be Harley okay, Quinn. Okay, so which
0: I don't even
1: know who that who or what that is. So is that she, terrible.
2: Sadly, I do know, and I don't. My husband is a comic book geek, so she is. Kind of a bad superhero, but there's a new movie coming out. Um, oh, okay, it's called Suicide Squad, and it's basically the government. Ha- oh, this is really you're low, getting really deep low here. Point. <laughs> 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 low point. Maybe I'm a comic book nerd I'm too. thinking you are. <laughs> um, so essentially, the government hires these um, bad guys like the Joker to do good, essentially. so so she's a bad superhero yeah
0: okay so harley harley quinn happens to be trending right down in the nashville area next to i think the other thing is pirates is not that what we saw they're very similar so i get it yeah Yeah. and (laughs) but here in the minneapolis st paul area we have the very specific superhero as our trending google um costume so kind of interesting Um, Batgirl Batgirl We can do Batgirl And you know So it's This is actually A really cool interactive map That kind of shows What the trends are And Mm -hmm. um, we'll put a link to it On the show notes But uh, But So Ashley Are you dressing up though For Halloween? No No Yeah No no, I
2: tend to Dress up every day In some sort of (laughs) Outfit Today I'm a Secret super spy In all black There you go Yeah
0: There you go
1: that works. No need for Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah. Every day is an opportunity to dress up.
0: Of course, everybody's listening to this after Halloween. But um, I think that, you know, if we want to dress up something really as something really scary for um, for our, our clients, for our hospitals and health systems, we might want to dress up as kind of a, the topic du jour today, which is consumerism and healthcare. care. So, um, nice segue. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah. I tried really hard <laughs> really, on that one. Really good. Really good. But uh, so, yeah, we've um, actually this is this is a week where um, I spent actually uh, this week in Boston for part of the week uh, talking at a conference. Uh, it was a patient access conference. So mm-hmm. people in health systems that um, that are responsible for, you know, scheduling appointments, um, usually the people, you know, the call centers, uh, oh, yeah. all of those uh, those different departments. And we had some marketing people in there. And it was the the topic that of the conversation was um, about patient access, which really. Became a conversation about consumerism consumerism in mm-hmm. healthcare, mm-hmm. And I wrote a blog post around this as well because there was and it was there at that conference Um quite quite prevalent is that people within the organization they kept repeating the fact that you know Even though we are saying a lot about patient consumerism that patients really don't know How to navigate through the health system and so why you know, why are we focusing on consumerism? because you know they have no idea what they need to choose, and we know better, so we need to help mm-hmm. them. Right. And so I wrote a blog post about it. I'm not sure. Um, uh, it's called "Does the Patient Know Best?" It's on the Revive Health podcast, and in it, I kind of get into the fact that while the patients may know not may not know the intricacies of like the particular type of specialist, the best specialist that would treat them, um, when they're out there using the internet, um, they are showing us signs as to um, as to what they want. Yeah, definitely. And, and so um I, I indicated that even though we may think the patient doesn't know what's best, they do to a certain extent. And what that means is they know they need to make the decisions. They're motivated to make decisions mm-hmm. and um and the way they make decisions it has to be easier for them. And it's mm-hmm. up to us, it's sort of our imperative in the hospital health system world to make it easier for them. So um, what, do you, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think the patient knows best? Do you think we can gather any kind of insights from people, from patients?
2: Yeah, I mean, well I think it's interesting because we're all patients at some point and I would say that yeah. I definitely need help in understanding and kind of identifying the right person mm-hmm. for the, the right treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, when I moved to Nashville, um, I had to ask friends and, and colleagues, you know, mm-hmm. where should I go to see, you know, who's a good dentist? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting to think about how patients go about finding the, the right person. And we're all individuals and we probably all rely on, you know, different sources, but I certainly ask someone for a referral and get their kind of inside opinion. And then I do some Googling around mm-hmm. and around mm-hmm. and one, see if they fall into my network. Sure.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's, I think that's the point, right? And, and um, mm-hmm. we had Kairos on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yep. They they released a, a study this week that actually validated that, actually kind of tested to see what consumers were looking for Absolutely. and how they search. Yep. Mm-hmm. And certainly, I mean, um, first of all, to what you said, Ashley – right they they do ch- ask their friends the, mm-hmm. you know that their network of people, usually you know um who the best person is, and I mm-hmm. was guilty of that too um they the yeah. second thing they do um is they do look to see if they're covered by their insurance, yep. which is very important, and then they start to look to see you know what what type of doctor what's the right type of doctor and are they available? Do they take appointments? That sort of thing. So I talked, I actually spent a riveting hour on find a doctor tools that are on mm-hmm. hospital websites. Yeah. Um,
1: and you like, gave your analysis and assessment of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about, um, you know, the find a doctor tools, which is probably one of the most frequented things mm-hmm. that people come to the website, hospital websites for is to look for doctors mm-hmm. and how we have a challenge across the, the industry. Cause mm-hmm. um, the biggest competition for find a doctor tools is something that has the simplicity, it has the decision support in it, it has all of that, and that's Google, right? Right? And that's mm-hmm. the level where we have to try to kind of move our online applications towards... And that's sort of our imperative. And a lot of people yeah. in the audience, the patient access people, they were nodding in agreement. They, they see that because um, they're seeing more and more people that are calling that have done a lot of research. And they very much, mm-hmm. you know, have opinions. And sometimes they have to shape those opinions differently.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and if you think about just from, a, from an end user experience, when I go to a hospital website, and we've talked about this a mm-hmm. lot, there can be thousands of pages of content that you have to get through in order to find the right doctor the right stuff, and, and, yeah. and, and get oh the gosh, bio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you... It's faster to to Google it, yeah. oh, and yeah. it comes up right, yeah. and you can you can see those third party sources that are you know grading physicians mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get their contact information mm-hmm. and and really kind of simplistically find them
1: through that. Google is the oracle. Is. I <laughs> mean, it's true. I would always do that over going to a hospital website personally, mm-hmm. but that's just what I'm used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I know everyone's different, but to your point, I mean, I just think a lot of people do use Google to look for stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's so. easy. It's mm-hmm. it, it it
0: provides you know you it type it curates in, the sort right, yeah,
1: the sources for you. So
0: and I said you know I said and Google, whatever people type the question in Google and they hit enter the top search results are the yeah. best answers to that question, whether they deserve to be or not. And it's our, it's our responsibility as health systems to really make sure that our doctors, the doctors are, are at the, t- the top of the search engines. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, it extends past the find a doctor tool online and the, yeah. the new online physician profile. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, uh, so the blog post is out there. It's called do, do patient, does the patient know best be interested? Um, you know how our hospital market or friends think about that too. I think that we all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of shows it drives sort of like that new, that new trend that's happening, and it's not new; it's been around for a while. This consumerism in healthcare, mm-hmm. and then as I was doing that, as I was at that conference this week, some breaking news happened this week, right, Ashley?
2: Yeah. So Walgreens and Rite Aid entering into an agreement. Um, Walgreens announced that they're going to purchase Rite Aid it's a huge multi-billion dollar deal. So we'll see what shakes out there from a kind
1: of... So not confirmed. Not it's confirmed. Still like it has to go through okay.
2: um, several different iterations to ensure that it's considered legal. Okay. Um, so.
0: So that is another huge trend. I know. That's impacting. I mean, Walgreens and Rite Aid uniting. First of all, this is the year of the mergers, right? Right. All the, the, provi- uh, the, the insurance providers are merging. And now mm-hmm. the... Pharmacies are are emerging now. Why are they merging, Ashley?
2: Well, it's interesting. You look at the different opportunities for patients to access care, right? Mm-hmm. And they're up against these minute clinics and looking mm-hmm. to even compete with getting your prescriptions online and these mail order services, yeah. which a lot of employers are, are using mm-hmm. to ensure that their people are able to seamlessly get their prescriptions. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that one-stop-shop mentality and, and really enabling the, the patient or the consumer patient even to access care quickly and efficiently and yeah. have immediate access to uh, their prescription on-site in the same kind of fell swoop.
0: So, I mean, think about that. It's like suddenly there's all this. right. Okay, well, first of all, Walgreens Rite Aid, that's a huge merger. That's huge. Absolutely. And I think that in some states they're going to have to be kind of – they have to regulate that to make sure there's not sort mm-hmm. of a monopoly right. in, in those markets. I know New York City happens to be completely full of Rite Aid. Um, Walgreens and um, Dwayne Reed's which mm-hmm. are all now going to be all the same company so that virtually just takes all of the, the p- pharmacies yeah yep.
1: so now are there like are there good, basically two is it Walgreens and CVS
2: that's a good question I you know I the, the, I think the thing that it's interesting my mother's always worked in the pharmacy Really. and so yeah so I, I have um, have witnessed the evolution of Hooks drugs I don't know if anyone remembers Hooks and then Revco purchased Mm -hmm. them and then they were acquired by CBS so interesting um I'm trying to I mean there are very few mom and pop very few pharmacies anymore and I can't really think of any you know other
1: traditional pharmacies well because Rite Aid is not common around here in the Midwest no but like to your point to think out east it's huge right Mm mm-hmm okay Mm-hmm. And even in the south, we have mm-hmm. rite okay. and yeah.
0: Okay. But so, I mean, and then they're and then with this merger, they're offering new treatment options or like, like we said, the urgent clinics or the walk-in clinics. Mm-hmm. Um, I know target does that too. Right. Mm-hmm. And what now target is now that they're connected with CVS now, is that right? Their pharmacy? I think there's some kind of relationship there too. We Perhaps. may want to Google that. Okay. Yeah. Let's ask the Oracle about that one. Wow. But um, Amy
1: nodded in the background. So,
0: yeah. So yeah. So I guess they are. I mean, so if you think about that, that's huge change in sort of the consumerism in healthcare now we have options that are just right around the corner Mm -hmm. Right. That we don't have to. Whereas before we would go into our doctor's office to get a a flu shot or what have you. When I filled my prescriptions at Target the other day, they said, did you want to get a flu shot? And, you know, and I said, yeah. And so, first of all, you know, I mean, it's like it's so convenient to me because I'm there. I don't Mm -hmm. have to schedule an appointment with the doctor. But that goes even further now. We can go there for common colds. We can go there for um, for a variety of different treatments, just like kind of maintenance treatments. And what does that mean to the healthcare landscape?
2: Well, it's fascinating.
1: It is. I mean, I just think the convenience is key. I mm-hmm. mean, it is for me, and I think it mm-hmm. is for the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I even, I even hate going to, like, a CVS or a Walgreens that doesn't have a drive-up, right. like, pickup window. I mean, it's even, like, the going in the store. I also, like, try to find coffee shops that have drive-up windows. Mm-hmm. I wish my liquor store had a drive-up window. <laughs> <It's convenient>. Supposedly <laughs> to that's, to Vegas. That's, that's in Vegas. Supposedly <laughs> it's kind of a dying art, yeah. but, but I feel like it's all coming back, and it is. It's just the convenience, convenience. of it all, and yeah, then so online
0: is like, another convenience, right? So yeah. telemedicine, telehealth, the ability to fill prescriptions online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the consumer is really driving a lot of these changes, mm-hmm. and you know, we, we as you know, our uh, hospital systems have to just. Be more, even more nimble and dynamic. I know that at the last hospital system I was at, that um, we actually did partner up with uh, with CVS for their minute clinics because we thought that that would be a good option. And so we actually provided, we staffed up people to to be mm-hmm. working in the CVS minute oh, clinics, sure. right?
2: Okay. Well, and that's great because it's continuity of care, so you know exactly what's happening. I think that's right. the concern is kind of the fracturing of. Mm-hmm. of of service in healthcare that if you go to this clinic that the doctor may not know but mm-hmm. but one of the interesting pieces of this is the the, the pharmacist role because when you look mm-hmm. at a pharmacist they have patient information and act understanding of, of where you're going and what prescriptions mm-hmm. you're on mm-hmm. and can often flag for a physician that hey this this drug is going to interact with their X Y Z drug, mm-hmm. and I mean, in many cases, that can be a life saving um,
0: interaction. Absolutely, yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my pharmacist knows more about the prescription, you know, the medications I take, because mm-hmm. if I go to a specialist or, or what have you. Now, but let's think about that. That from a consumer perspective, right? Does the consumer think about the continuity of care? This is something that I've always kind of thought no. about. We we assume that it's happening.
2: I've never thought about it until I started working in healthcare.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. But we assume that we go to the pharmacy, the urgent care center, then see our doctor and maybe go into the emergency department for we assume that everybody knows mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. And, and they we're don't. and it's yeah. uh, the systems, the back end systems to connect all that is gonna be it's it's just crazy.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's why there's such a rise. And I mean, coming from the health services and, and HIT side, there's there's a need to help um, these kind of systems communicate and ensure that patient information is accessible to mm-hmm. everyone who may see the patient, so they have mm-hmm. a full view of the the whole person, if you will.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to be huge because I just don't pay attention to that. I right. mean, if if Target's Minute Clinic is really convenient and they have great hours, and I need you know to go in and get some medication for a sinus infection or something then I'm going to go there, even mm-hmm. though that's not where my doctor is, and mm-hmm. just figure it out later, hope it all works out in the wash or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that doesn't stop me from going into a place like that. Right. So.
0: So again, and what you, when you said earlier, convenience, mm-hmm. that's really, that's what patient access yeah. means, right? It's convenience. Mm-hmm. It's going to be coming about convenience and consumerism. So i mean, just so many things that are happening right now, and it's
2: exciting, though. I, I mean, it is. Thing, but yeah. if you're like a
0: hospital administrator or a health system administrator, you're scared. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. You're
2: well. There are challenges, but there's lots of opportunities that live in those challenges, and I think it's that's yep. related to finding the right approach for your mm-hmm. patients, and, mm-hmm. and really looking at kind of where your network is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely,
1: good point. Yeah,
0: that's a really that's a really good point. So, anyway, so lots of uh, press about that. We'll put a link to uh, one of the stories on in our in our show notes on that. Um, and then another big news that's kind of related to uh, well, it's related to consumerism, but it certainly is um, kind of off of the the healthcare marketing space. But we can we can kind of tie it back is. The other big news trend this week nationally was REI, right? It's amazing. REI. Yeah, they're my hero. Jackie, tell us, set this one up a little bit for us.
1: Sure. So I think it was like last week. And I first found out about it because I got an, I actually belong to REI's co-op. Mm-hmm. I'm a member. So I got the email that, and of course, you know, I get a ton of email to this kind of email account that's just really like a junk email account. Mm-hmm. But I saw in there that it said REI closing on Black Friday. And I was just like, what? <laughs> So I click through and um, I just, first of all, I just give them so much credit. So they are closing all their stores. Obviously, you can still make online purchases. But but they're not
2: going to process them until Saturday, which
1: is awesome.
2: Because I thought, oh, of course, they're going to close, but they're going to have an online presence. No,
1: it's amazing. Yeah, well, there will be the online presence, but they won't have those people like processing the orders, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. So they're actually like living it like how they're supposed to be living it. They don't have everyone, like, still fulfilling orders, just not in the the stores. in the back end. Um, And they use the hashtag, is it opt outside? Mm -hmm.
0: Opt outside, right. So
1: the whole premise is to essentially encourage people to spend that time outside, which obviously, like, really plays into REI's brand. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think the message they're sending is so cool, and the amount of press that they've gotten is just, it's got to be paying tenfold. I mean, it really shows the risk and reward of this kind of like
2: marketing decision, sure. mm-hmm. right? Because you you think about how much time and effort that they probably spent on. Oh, is yeah. this a good idea? Is it going the analysis is, that went into that? Right. Yeah it's it's phenomenal I I just I, I look at that as you know a consumer and think good for you and then I look at it from a you know marketing PR hat and I'm like wow this campaign is amazing mm-hmm. look at all the ama- uh, kind of mm-hmm. a press that you're getting mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're gathering new customers who right. respect that decision mm-hmm. and say I want to align myself with an organization that one um, really lives their brands and two supports their employees because I mean it To be honest, it it gives the their employees back that day, too, and Mm -hmm. time with their family and to do the things that they want to do.
1: Well, and I think it's so interesting that they're playing into the whole... Like, I think Black Friday, like, there was so so much excitement and everyone loved it, and it just kind of took a turn now so that people just have, like, a... Even though some people still participate, a lot of people just have a negative response to it. So they just, like, were the first ones to actually, like, fully take advantage of that Mm -hmm. negative kind of sentiment about that Black Friday. And now I... I would imagine just a ton of other you'll see kind of a movement right I hope an opt imagine. outside
0: movement hashtag opt outside yeah movement.
1: whether or not it's the get outside movement or it's just like the spend time with your family and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. don't require don't worry about the
2: consumerization of
1: the holidays right, <laughs> right exactly yeah
0: I, well, you know i maybe I'm a little bit more cynical than that. I actually think that this was definitely a marketing ploy, oh yeah, and it was definitely done as a as a positioning statement. They realized by doing this they're going to have much more sales they're going to align oh, people for sure. and it was a really huge branding um move on their end to do so mm-hmm. uh i i you know i when I heard the c e o talk I saw an interview on Huffington Post about where he was talking about it. And part of me is like, this guy is, you know, he, he, it, it, it just does. He really? I mean, it, it seems a little lip service ish, you know. Like, I honestly, when you look at look at retailers and they make most of their money between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, when they're selling Mm -hmm. particular, you know, products, um, that you know, that you think, well, taking one day off on Black Friday, which is like the biggest consumerism day that's out there that that would i obviously i could see there's some kind of there would be some consternation in the boardroom around that mm-hmm. and i'm sure though that you know the calculations where there someone some number cruncher said look oh, totally by doing this we're going to get bigger brand we're going to get bigger presence mm-hmm. and by the way we can align it around a hashtag that maybe makes us feel makes us seem like our brand is something that's much bigger and more uh, more aligned with a greater good mm-hmm. right um
2: Well, we, it's, it's funny. I, I, I agree that, you know, as a, as a marketing person, you're kind of thinking, though, that's a, that's a flash in the pan. That's amazing. Like Mm -hmm. great, great planning there. But we were talking about REI before and some of the Mm -hmm. great things that they do that don't Mm -hmm. necessarily get coverage, um, or, or, or known as, um, I have an uncle who's an avid hiker and he, um, kind of. Supports REI to the nth degree, and I've not really gotten into hiking, but right. it's kind of fascinating to see some of the things that they do for people who buy their mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. goods, mm-hmm. and they really support them. And if you know they make a, a wrong choice, and and wearing boots, we were talking about wild, and yeah, how that's they, incredible. They showed that in the movie where. She bought the wrong size boots, uh, Mm -hmm. and at the next stop on the hike, they sent her new ones. Mm -hmm. um, And that was well before, you know, any Mm -hmm. of this was kind of planned to be a a book or a movie. So I just, I think that there's some good in it, right? I think there's a, there's a a kind of a a sense of community and community. A focus
0: right. on, and maybe this isn't a, a trend towards consumerism. Maybe it's a, a, almost like a dig at anti-consumerism or something. Absolutely, but right. it is a consumeristic. Yes, it's latch onto consumerism trends, mm-hmm. and you know it's important as as you look at this how these these kinds of decisions do impact your overall brand, mm-hmm. your overall messaging, um, and you know we've been speaking for years to organizations, hospital organizations about you know you you're well positioned in the market to um, to really help you know, to, to really further things like this. it's 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 great that yeah. R.E.I.'s gotten all that coverage. I would love to see, you know, like some 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 great stories nationally about how these organ healthcare organizations are doing things of this magnitude, this power, mm-hmm. right? Where they can actually create elicit a movement. Mm -hmm. Um, around something that's focused on health.
2: That's absolutely right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Because I mean you think about the extension of this campaign. It's launching now. Mm -hmm. Just think of how this is going to continue especially on Black Friday. People are going to start sharing how they're opting outside. It's going to be a long term thing. It'd be amazing to see that in the healthcare space.
0: I remember like 10 or 15 years ago they were talking about You know, uh, smoking, stopping smoking on hospital campuses, and that had like a little bit of a yeah. You know, and it was like controversial. Maybe it wasn't that long ago, maybe about ten years ago, but uh, and that was a little bit controversial. But it actually showed sort of like a movement towards health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know most Mm -hmm. hospital organizations are doing a lot of wellness programs for their employees Mm -hmm. and and exposing those to the public that might be you know another trend towards yeah um, you know really understanding and and aligning with what the consumer interests are in the market Mm -hmm. and making the organization seem a little bit more real yeah well it's making
2: some of those choices that aren't fun easier to make right right if you can't if you can't smoke while you're on on campus at work it, it prevents you from doing that cuz it makes it a little bit more challenging. Right. So right. it helps make some of those harder healthcare decisions easier.
1: Mhm.
0: So. Wow. So that we we covered three big topics in a really like nice clip there. You know, and there's and there's one thing that um I I meant to do at the top of the show but I didn't do, so maybe I'll do it here, which is um and it's uh, is our, our Joe Public Retreat is coming up. Which is, oh, yeah. you know, a follow-up to the the Joe Public Retreat is like sort of this like little inclusive workshop that we've done some um, uh, That for healthcare marketers healthcare leaders really across the in, uh, across the industry and we announced uh, just this week Well, we actually announced two weeks ago, but like a, m- a more aggressive way this week that um, The new Joe Public Retreats happening in February 17th through the 19th next year um, And it's actually in a really cool venue again. They always do these in fun venues. But the point here is, though, it's really focusing on healthcare marketing transformation. And I have a feeling, and we always pull the people that come to these. It's a very exclusive, small group of people that come. And we pull them for what the hot topics are. I just have a feeling that this year in this topic is going to be around consumerism because that's such a challenge Mm -hmm. um, for our organizations to do. But anyway, I have to say it. um, If you want to know more about the Joe Public Retreat, just go to JoePublicRetreat.com and you can learn more and sign up because it's limited room. And I think we already have about, you know, a number of people already signed up for this. Mm -hmm. So. That's my Did book. you say the dates? Yeah, um I'm sorry, February 17th through the 19th.
1: Mhm. In South Carolina, it In looks like. In South huh?
0: Carolina. Ooh. It's a real nice venue. Yeah. Um it's actually at the uh Inn at Palmetto Bluff.
1: Can I just say that I had a sponsored post on my Facebook feed come through for the Joe Public Retreat?
0: Ooh. Target marketing. Mhm. Seems to work. I'm nice. signing up tomorrow. <laughs> nice. So um I so anyway, lots of good stuff. Now um Jackie, how are we on time? We got a little bit more time to delve deeper into one or two uh, (laughs) maybe off topics (laughs) because, you know, Chris and I, we, we, we tend to talk a lot about social and well, not social, but like, you know, like pop culture. And usually we focus a lot on TV and stuff like that. Yes, you do. And I understand that this week um, you and Ashley bonded around some particular topics. Did we? well
1: perhaps like, are we talking like the kardashian thing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> i've been so, called out in the office i've been keeping everyone up to date on the chloe and lamar
1: situation so oh
2: my gosh oh why
1: my gosh. stuff like that is addicting to listen to and to hear about i don't know it's it's just because it's pathetic
2: it's like a real life soap opera
1: it is it's a drama I died. I, I'm sorry. I, so, I do mean, you know like his health status? Like what what strides he's been know, making in the hospital and everything? He is he
2: is having significant challenges. <laughs> but I just think it's so fascinating, and it's it's like a an interesting love story. I she they dropped the divorce and are going to get back together and she's going to nurse him back
1: to health and
0: are
2: they like it's like it's like days of our lives Mar- be, because because
0: Roma. he has a medical condition while in the arms of a prostitute
1: <laughs> Not a lot of medical condition he uh, a drug overdose he had a drug arm. overdose
0: in the arms of a prostitute which he, reunites them he made, Is that he <laughs>
2: made some poor decisions <laughs> we're doing it wrong apparently <laughs> Every everyone can turn a corner and she's coming back to help him but I isn't
0: think- he like still unconscious like in a bed somewhere you know I, so I mean <laughs> has he really turned a corner I don't know how do we know well, that? he's breathing on his own and stuff is. isn't he yeah I
2: think he has some um some I, potential organ uh, that are failing talk, so we'll see what happens a there
1: PR thing I mean I bet you as soon as this blows over she drops oh. him like a bag of rocks and like a hot on. potato <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah we'll see I, it's I, but kudos to her for kind of
2: and i guess she has the ability right not all of us would have the ability to drop everything and be by a loved one's <laughs> side because we have millions right. of dollars in the bank but it's just it's just a fascinating tale and i think it just it unites everyone it's a common thing that we can
1: follow along with <laughs> okay maybe i see drug overdosing on the arms of a prostitute <laughs> unites us <laughs> Like I said, that's, that's a lesson to be learned. You know,
0: I
2: sometimes when you're in the middle of a long work day, it, there's nothing better than just popping over and seeing what
1: other challenges people are facing because it could always that's, be worse. Uh, I, that's true. Very well stated. Okay. <laughs> very well stated. But that said, some people have worse challenges in life that they don't yeah. bring on themselves. That's true. So let's reflect on that for okay. a second. <laughs> and, I, and I
0: don't want to come off as being insensitive. I'm sorry that he's having right, some exactly so problems, but... Uh, yeah okay I, honestly, <laughs> I guess this is this is how Jackie feels when Chris and I start talking about Walking Dead though I think <laughs> yeah, exactly I'm, I'm feeling the same way like really this is something we talk about <laughs> this is, yes. I was this I
2: was totally to kidding about it being on the agenda so thanks for working it out. <laughs> I had to I had to circle back yeah <laughs>
0: Well, Ashley, it's been great that you've been up here this week. I'm sorry I haven't been here all week, but, um, you know, That's definitely okay. we had a lovely breakfast. We did. And definitely come back.
2: I, w- I will. I'm actually going to um, plan my next trip. I love
1: Minneapolis. Well, I'm glad you feel that I way. I feel
2: like I'm home, you know, being from the Midwest myself. That's great. right. Yep.
0: We'll set up. Uh, we'll reserve the, the a room for you in the middle of February so you can come <laughs> right up here. <laughs>
2: I'll bring my gloves, (laughs) hat, extra scarves, and Uh, B-set. You're going to need a little bit more than that, I hear. (laughs) Try parkas. Okay.
0: That's great. Well, anyway, it's great having you on the podcast. Thanks for hosting me. So for the Healthcare Marketing Underground podcast, this is Chris Boyer.
1: Jackie Olson. Ashley Merchant.
0: Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.